Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 375 for the week of August 4th, 2014. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with the coming week's astrological forecast and regularly feature listener emails, recorded listener consultations, and interviews with other astrologers. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of thisweekinastrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. We have a short show for you this week. We alternate long and short versions of the show. As always, we're going to start with the forecast for the next seven days, followed by a sneak preview of the following week's energies. And this week, our part one listener chart features Julie, who's having this week's Aquarius full moon lineup on her natal Jupiter and south node of the moon. And we'll be giving her some advice on how she can make the best use of that powerful energy. So that's what we have lined up for you this week. Let's get started with this week's forecast. With the Leonine Sun and Mercury making nine aspects, it's a great week to step into the spotlight. Other skylights include an Aquarius full moon, three asteroid goddess sign changes, Saturn trine Chiron, and a goddess-saturated kite. Old things of note this week are a waxing moon that Grand Trine with Venus, Saturn, and Chiron is still going through August 7th, and three retrograde planets remain, Pluto, Neptune, and Chiron. So now, let's get into our individual days of the week so we can learn how to make the best use of each day's energy. On Monday, August 4th, we open with Mercury, Quincunx, Neptune, Mercury, 7 Leo, Neptune, 7 Pisces. Mental clarity may be compromised with Mercury, Quincunx, Neptune. You can adjust by making your decisions based on direct intuitive guidance instead. With Mercury in Leo, this aspect can also fuel creative expression. We have some lunar events as well today. We have a Moon-Saturn conjunction around 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. It's a great time to get serious and focused or maybe reflective. Saturn is the hermit among its other archetypal meanings. So maybe Monday morning, get up early, take a little time for reflection. Uh, we then have a void moon that's kicking in at 1.43 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And that's all the events for Monday. On Tuesday, August 5th, we open with that void moon resolving as the moon enters Sagittarius at 6.19 a.m. The moon in Sagittarius is wonderful for expansion, joy, exuberance, celebration, or focusing yourself into religion, philosophy, the meaning of life, and such things. Next up, we have a Saturn-Chiron trine. Saturn is at 17 Scorpio, Chiron at 17 Pisces. This trine offers a stable foundation for healing and mentoring, and it lasts all the way through October 13th. These are slow planets. They separate slowly. With Saturn in Scorpio and Chiron in Pisces, spiritual transformation is also made easier. On Wednesday, August 6th, we open with Mercury Quintile Pluto. Mercury is at 11.5 Leo, Pluto at 11.5 Capricorn. Are you inspired to probe all the way into the heart of the matter? Is it time to speak the truth no matter how taboo it is or how much transformation it will catalyze? All of this is supported with Mercury Quincunx Pluto. If you don't know, a Quincunx is a 150 degree angle, 5 twelfths of the circle. 
With Mercury in Leo, this aspect can also empower creative expression. Here on Wednesday, we also have another void moon kicking in at 10.52 a.m. And next up, we have Ceres, the asteroid goddess entering Scorpio. There's actually three asteroid goddesses who are changing signs this week. Ceres leads the way in Scorpio today through October 27th. This can highlight the themes of fertility, prosperity, and release and return. And then we have the week's aspect pattern. Most of the asteroid goddesses fly high in a kite that starts today, peaks on August 18, and ends on September 1st. A kite is a grand trine, an equilateral triangle. And then between two of those planetary points, there's another point, a sextile apart. So you have the grand trine, equilateral triangle, and then the point that sort of focuses the energy of the aspect pattern. I do have a graph of this on my forecast at astroshaman.com. Your ability to use the divine flow, Neptune, to create positive transformation, Pluto, is smoothly augmented in the following areas. Committed partnerships, Juno, abundance, Ceres, and feminine assertiveness, Vesta. And in case you missed some of that, the five planets in this pattern are Neptune, Pluto, Juno, Ceres, and Vesta. On Thursday, August 7th, we have Mars trine Neptune, Mars 7 Scorpio, Neptune 7 Pisces. The flow of intuitive guidance can translate easily into action with Neptune trine Mars, with Mars and Scorpio, occult activities, sacred sexuality, and personal transformation receive an extra measure of support, and so does psychology as well, and investigation and detective work. Let's just throw in all those Scorpio archetypes. We end Thursday with a moon entry into Capricorn. That's around 9.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. The moon in Capricorn gets a little more serious. You maybe feel a little more hardworking and focused and responsible and mature. Maybe you just want to get off on your own. If you feel depression or funkiness, then getting productive or getting reflective might be nice ways to help balance that out. On Friday, August 8th, we have a Moon-Pluto conjunction that's happening around 4.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Good energy for transformation, sacred sexuality, diving into the depths in any way. Then there's a Sun-Mercury conjunction, both planets at 16 Leo. And this is the first of four aspects that Mercury makes today. This first, the Sun-Mercury conjunction, stimulates learning and communication. And with both planets in Leo, it's a great time to step into the spotlight and share your creativity with others. Next up, Mercury again, trine Uranus. Mercury, 16 Leo, Uranus, 16 Aries. Brilliant thoughts and intuitive flashes pop in more easily with Mercury, human mind, trine Uranus, divine mind. With Mercury in Leo, mental focus on leadership, performance, and childlike matters is supported. Childlike, not in frivolous, but, you know, having the spontaneity and joy and fun of a child. Or maybe it relates to an actual child. Maybe your inner child. Who knows? Next up, Mercury. Again, Quincunx Chiron. Mercury now at 17 Leo. Chiron at 17 Pisces. Mercury's third aspect today, the Quincunx with Chiron can energize healing and mentoring if you adjust your focus accordingly. The thing about those quincunxes is they do not connect automatically. It takes a little effort and focus to bring these two planets together. Next up, someone other than Mercury. This time it's the Sun trine Uranus. The Sun, 16 Leo, Uranus, 16 Aries. Your creative expression and leadership can be supported by fresh thinking and intuitive flashes with the Leonine Sun trine Uranus. And next up, we have 
the week's second asteroid goddess sign change. This one is Juno, entering Cancer. She'll be there through October 7. This can throw a spotlight onto committed partnerships in the home. Do the king and queen share a comfortable balance of power? Next up, Mercury again. Square Saturn, Mercury, 17 Leo, Saturn, 17 Scorpio, under Mercury's fourth aspect of the day, this Mercury-Saturn square, you might encounter someone trying to control what you can learn about or express. But can you step into your authority and make your own decisions about what you do with your thought, speech, and writing? On Saturday, August 9th, we open with a void moon kicking in at 4.09 a.m., Next up, a Sun-Chiron quincunx, Sun-17 Leo, Chiron-17 Pisces, and the Sun-square Saturn, Sun-still-17 Leo, Saturn-17 Scorpio. Are there psychological barriers preventing you from stepping more fully into your role as a leader or performer? With the Leonine Sun-quincunx-Chiron, you have support for healing them. This may be challenging with the Sun-also-square Saturn today, but Saturn does reward persistence, maturity, and discipline. And the resolution of that void moon that kicked off at 4.09 a.m. this morning here on Saturday resolves as the moon enters Aquarius at 9.52 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. The moon in Aquarius is a lovely amplification of intuitive flashes and being your unique original self and maybe even serving the greater collective with your gifts. Sunday, August 10th, we have one of the week's major events, a full moon. It illuminates the sky at 2.10 p.m. in Aquarius at 18 degrees, 2 minutes. That's the moon's location. What adjustments would help you step more fully into your unique personality, better receive and follow your intuitive flashes, and serve the collective with your special gifts? Hey, same Aquarian keywords I just used with the moon in Aquarius. So, what are the aspects? This lunation's aspects all very tight. Speak of boldly proclaiming your message to the world the Mercury opposition to the moon, and persevering through any obstacles that arise, the Saturn square. Being your authentic self and following your intuitive flashes is also emphasized, Uranus sextile. Remember that the revolutionaries we commemorate so fondly today were often condemned as traitors and scoundrels as they carried out their world-changing work. This full moon Sabian symbol is a forest fire finally quenched. The seeds of some trees cannot germinate until fire sparks their growth. No forest fire should burn forever, but they are helpful, even essential, from time to time. This image reminds us that we live in a time when the flames of revolutionary thinking are sorely needed. It is only through the germinating fire that new, harmonious, life-sustaining seeds can sprout and flourish. Also here on Sunday, a void moon beginning at 6.12 p.m., and then we have Pallas entering Libra, our third and final asteroid goddess sign change. She's going to be in Libra through October 19. With Pallas Athena here, this suggests embodying feminine assertiveness in a way that's as harmonious and balanced as possible. Now that void moon does not resolve on Sunday, so we'll take a quick peek ahead to next week into Monday when the moon enters Pisces. And that will be at 8.56 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. That void moon is over, and the moon in Pisces resonates with the energy of spiritual union and divinely inspired creativity. And that is all for this week's forecast.
On next week's show, the week of August 11, we're going to talk about Jupiter quincunx Neptune. It's a big deal when slower planets make strong contact like that. A Mars-Pluto sextile is very intense and juicy. We're going to talk about Venus entering Leo and quincunx Neptune, Mercury entering the sign it rules, Virgo, or one of them. And Neptune will try and Vesta, and we'll be talking about a Thor's hammer with Venus, Ceres, and Chiron. By the way, a bit of trivia. Marvel, in some new comics they're putting out, Thor will no longer be a man. Thor is going to be a woman. Imagine that. The male Thor can no longer pick up the hammer, and only a woman can. So, bravo to Marvel for broadening horizons. So, that's what's coming up on next week's show. You can hear my weekly forecast every week on This Week in Astrology. But would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it pop into your inbox every week? How about occasional bonus articles on astrology, healing, spiritual awakening, and more? That's what you'll get with Astro Shaman's free weekly email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form near the top of the sidebar. And if you like to calculate your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? Astroshaman is an authorized dealer for Solar Fire Gold, which can also run on your Mac. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose Solar Fire Software from the drop-down menu. A free weekly forecast newsletter and the best available price on Solar Fire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. Here are some brief announcements. Information on just about everything that follows is on astroshaman.com. On the homepage, just check the What's New section, scroll down slightly to get to it. As I record this, on Thursday, July 31st, tomorrow, the Lovolution Gathering begins. It's August 1st through 3rd, and uh, Kimberly and I are leading a shamanic awakening process as one of many spiritually and community-focused events that weekend. In fact, I just, before I did this podcast, posted a link to let you save $20 on your admission. Just go to astroshaman.com. Yeah, the event is in the What's New section, and when you get there, you'll see I've added a red link Click that and buy your ticket that way, and you will save 20 bucks on your admission. It's uh, just outside of Asheville, North Carolina, a really sweet way to spend the weekend with some very conscious people doing some very inspiring and illuminating things. Uh, also, on August 16 and 17, mid-August, I'll immerse participants into two unique forms of shamanism as part of Soul Journeys events near Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, as I announced last week, that price has been reduced. Each day's event was originally going to cost close to 100 bucks. Now they've been reduced to $40 for each full-day event. That is a bargain, folks. So on Saturday, August 16th, I will facilitate the two-hour event, Shamanic Astrology, Planetary Invocation for Harmonious Living. The entire event for the full day is called Soul Journeys, A Journey Through the Stars. That'll be at the Namaste Center in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Then the very next day, Sunday, August 17, Kimberly Crow and I will guide participants in a two-hour shamanic awakening ceremony featuring simple, potent invocations for self-healing, spiritual awakening, and flowing blessings to others. This is part of Soul Journeys, a healing experience at the Crystal Creek Center in Mill Springs, North Carolina. Again, full info at astroshaman.com. And brand new event, October 10 through 12, an event called Get Your Cosmic Heart On. With myself, Kimberly Crow, and Robert Sixhouse, that's going to be at Isis Cove, an hour west of Asheville. Uh, it's going to be a really spectacular event, and uh, I don't have details up yet, but I should by next week's show. 
So I'll keep you posted. Just mark your calendar October 10 through 12, worth driving into Asheville for or however you get to destinations. As always, I'm putting up a weekly YouTube forecast with chart graphics, uh, my weekly Shamanic Awakening meetup as usual, Tuesday nights, 7.15 to 9 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Uh, Join us by phone if you can't come in person. And that's all the announcements. For our Part 1 listener chart, I've got the chart of Julie. This is the Julie born January 29, 1962, 10.14 p.m. in Boston, Massachusetts giving us a chart with Libra rising at 12 degrees, 44 minutes, and the moon in Scorpio, 23 degrees, 7 minutes. I picked Julie's chart because it's nicely lined up with this full moon in Aquarius. The full moon is at 18 degrees Aquarius in 2 minutes, and Julie has her natal Jupiter at 17 degrees, 12 minutes Aquarius, and she has her natal south node of the moon at 18 degrees, 28 minutes So this full moon is hitting a couple of very sensitive points in her chart. And as I always seem to do, I'm going to sometimes address you, the audience, and sometimes I'm going to talk directly to you, Julie, the chart owner. (laughs) So let's start by figuring out what the Jupiter and South Node in your chart mean. Um, Jupiter, by its very nature for anyone, would represent how you approach religion, philosophy, meaning of life, how you would address dealing with foreign cultures or foreign ideas, for starters. And uh, with Jupiter in Aquarius, Julie, this says that you would probably do all these things unconventionally and outside the box. I must hasten to add that you have a very Aquarian chart. You have one, two, three, four, five, six points in Aquarius, including Saturn, the Sun, Venus, Jupiter, South Node, and Mercury. So you came here to get a post-grad in Aquarius, it looks like, Julie. So Jupiter is no stranger to this impulse toward doing things uniquely and outside the box in your own unique way. So as the full moon aligns on Jupiter, you may get a new burst of energy toward the themes I just mentioned, religion, meaning of life, um, exploration of foreign cultures or ideas, etc. In addition, Jupiter is a double angle, not a double angle ruler, but a double house ruler. Uh, We have Sagittarius on the cusp of your third house, Julie which means that another theme being stimulated is communication and learning. Uh, Jupiter is also the ruler of Pisces on the cusp of your sixth house. So another thing we'll be looking at under this full moon is your health and how you are serving and how you're doing the normal mundane details, routines, systems, procedures, etc. in your life. And let me not fail to neglect the actual house Jupiter is in. In the Porphyry house system, Jupiter lines up in your fifth house, the house of that's the themes we've talked about so much on the show this week, uh, Leonine themes. That's the fifth house flavor for everybody. And that's the theme of leadership, of stepping into the spotlight as a performer. It also includes risk-taking and being the eternal child and resting and relaxing. So all of these themes, quite a preponderance of them are coming up because not only does Jupiter mean what it means, but it's in one house and ruling two others. So, um, 25% of all of the house themes in your chart get stimulated when this full moon lines up on Jupiter. <laughs> so that's for starters. Let me mention uh, one of the things that makes this full moon pretty powerful is there are two slower planet aspects to it. The most, the most important one is the one that lasts longer, the sextile from Uranus. Uranus is very strongly sextiling Jupiter right now, about one degree off exact orb. So, um, but in a sense, this is nothing new for you because Aquarius and Uranus mean the same exact thing. So 
this uh, impulse toward unconventionality, doing it your own way, following your intuitive flashes, he is going to be amped up even more. Just more of the same, but stronger, as Uranus sextiles this Aquarian Jupiter for you. The more challenging aspect, most likely, is the Saturn square, although it's going to be much quicker. Saturn is now moving away from the contact. Saturn has already squared Jupiter twice. It's about to square it again here in the next few days. And then after a month or two, he'll be along and done. But Saturn has been squaring Jupiter off and on for most of the last year for you. So if you've been having any challenges in any of the areas and themes I have just mentioned, uh, you can probably chalk it up to the Saturn square. Uh, of course, under a Saturn square, if you are having challenge, if you just step into the high side Saturn expressions, if you embody more maturity, responsibility, good time management, all the classic corporate virtues, then you may find that you can deal with these things a little bit better. Sometimes sheer perseverance, Saturn is an earthy planet, is what will turn the tide. So that's enough on Jupiter being aspected. Let's look at your south node. And uh, in fact, since it's a full moon and the moon is on the south node and the sun's on the north node, let's consider the whole axis. So the south node in Aquarius going to the north node in Leo is a lovely way to play the nodes. The south node in Aquarius says, I'm a genius. I see things differently. I have a very unique perspective. But are you asked to leave that to yourself? Heck no. You're supposed to go to the North Node in Leo and broadcast it to the world. You're supposed to get out there in the spotlight and say, here's my unique vision. Here's what I'm really special and good at. Here's the message I have for you that can help you. So the South Node in Aquarius says, I've got the juice. I have the genius. I have the Aquarian juju. And the North Node in Leo says, I'm here to share it with you. And the South Node is in the fifth house of creativity. All these great creative ideas coming to you around these ingenious ideas. And the North Node is in your 11th house in the Porphyry system, saying, here is the group of people, the audience I want to broadcast it to. So uh, really lovely to have this full moon line up on your nodal axis, Julie, so that you can um, continue either start getting the word out to folks if you haven't already or if you already are, take it to the next level. So I think that is the most important factors I wanted to definitely cover uh, just as a little bit of icing on the cake, since the south node is where uh, the moon is and the full moon, we focus on the moon. Uh, Uranus would be the modern ruler of your south node, and Uranus is also in Leo in your 11th house. Uh, not really conjunct the north node, but occupying the same house and sign. So repeating that whole theme, broadcast, and get the word out to the groups of people who want to benefit from your message. Um, and finally, if you want to also consider the ancient ruler of Aquarius, the ancient ruler of the south node, Saturn, he's an Aquarius. And once again, even the conservative planet Saturn is in the sign of unconventionality and doing it differently. So this theme of being your own person, being unique, uh, not being afraid to shine your unique light into the world gets repeated over and over and over again in this nodal axis interpretation. So Julie... Pretty exciting stuff. So that's all I'm going to say for this part one listener chart. I hope you found it helpful, Julie, and I hope you, dear listener, have found it helpful as well. Julie, if you have any comments or questions about what I've said here, you're welcome to email me, info at astroshaman.com, and I would be delighted to answer your questions or share your feedback here on the show. Thanks again for sending in your chart. And uh, anyone who sends their chart in ever is always eligible to win a free session with me every time the seasons change. Judy, Julie, you are still eligible. And uh, anyone else will be if you just send your date, time, and city of birth to info at astroshaman.com. This wraps up our part one listener chart. 
I offer three main services at Astro Shaman, Astrology, Shamanic Healing, and Awakening Activation. All are equally effective in person or long distance. Choose one or combine two or more services during your session. Astrology offers insights into soul purpose, career, relationships, spirituality, timing, relocation, and much more. In Awakening Activation Sessions, I help you immerse into your own awakened state using simple, powerful invocations, then teach you how to refresh it on your own. Shamanic healing can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, or mental issues, and usually results in significantly enhanced divine consciousness. I also offer electional astrology to help you pick the perfect date and time for any important event. And be sure to check out my free services page, where you can load up on free forecasts, podcasts, invocations, and music. Sliding scale payment is available by request. You can get a 20% discount during your birthday month, and gift certificates are always available. I work with clients all around the world by phone and Skype. You get a free digital recording of your session, and I accept PayPal and all major credit cards. Finally, my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. For more information or to set an appointment, visit astroshaman.com, email info at astroshaman.com, or call 828-338-9852. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. We're wrapping up this week's episode of This Week in Astrology. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell a friend or post or tweet about us or donate to support us at thisweekinastrology.com. You can link to our Facebook page and Twitter feed where I post daily forecasts from thisweekinastrology.com and astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you're an iTunes listener, please subscribe through iTunes and help us maintain our standing as the number one astrology podcast on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2014 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every time the seasons change. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's this week's index. The overview begins at 1 minute 24 seconds, Monday, 2 minutes, Tuesday, 247, Wednesday, 331, Thursday, 520, Friday, 613, Saturday, 835, Sunday, 935, next week's transits, 1149, announcements, 1336, and our part one listener chart, 1612. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.